hate the Dr. Dave. I hate it. <laughs> I am Jamal, broadcasting live from a Chinese-made microphone deep within the basement of NORAD. Here with uh, Devin and uh, Ray. How you guys doing? Hi. It's Is been it, a long while. I know it's been it's been forever. It's been, can you get off your phone, Ray? Is that possible? Sure. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's been too long. Everyone's uh, not disciplined anymore. You know, we used to have this show going off at seven o'clock, and it's eight o'clock. So I don't know. I don't know what to say. Well, that, you know family stuff uh, you know you can blame the kids for so long that's you hey, know he's a six foot five freshman he made the basketball team i had to go to the parent <laughs> meeting sorry he's got uh size 18 shoes now oh uh, 16 you wearing 16 i'm raising a bigfoot ray just so you know. <laughs> no i i realized that i picked up on that when you said he was six five at like 10 years old <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do everything you can to feed the family will they give him free dinners or do you gotta you know, you trying to pawn him off uh, on other people for meals. Or do you just send him out of the car on the parkway and he grabs a deer or something? He's got one friend. He goes over there and he's like, oh, they just let me eat all the everything I want and as much soda as I want. I'm like, well, knock yourself out while you're over there. They're going to send you a bill. Bring some home. <laughs> They're like, uh, Mike ate 20 pancakes for breakfast. Is that normal? I'm like, yeah. Why is he bringing Tupperware over to our house? <laughs> hey, he better not go to Oklahoma because they uh, they got a new law there. Have you seen that new law? What is it? They, Oklahoma has got a new law to create. A, well, I'm sorry. They're introducing a bill to create a Bigfoot oh, hunting no. season. A Bigfoot oh, hunting no. season. I know. Right. So, uh so, of course, everyone uh, has mixed feelings about this, but uh, I think it's a genius move. You know, if uh, if people are going to go for look. Real? Is this for no, real? This, this is not on the onion? No, this is a uh, this is a real story. Oklahoma Representative Justice or no, Justin Humphrey. Justin Humphrey. You see a picture of him on the uh, show notes. Yeah, it looks like a winner. <laughs> Jesus, man. Hey, that you, straw hat can be faker. Tom, I come from a simple country. He's got the he's got the uh was it the bola? The bola tie? The cowboy tie? Yeah, bolo. The bolo. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well have a piece of straw hanging from his mouth. <laughs> Jesus, man. Hey. He looks like he visits those gay bars at night. <laughs> <laughs> With like the leather. <laughs> He Leather needs, bolo. He, needs the one. he, he just turns. His, he just turns his cowboy hat black. Claim he's not gay. Just using the glory hole. Okay, enough. Enough. Get enough. Oklahoma guy bashing. Okay, I'm just saying. I mean, I wonder how much it take for Bigfoot is. Oh, uh, gotta be a lot. Got ten. Ten grand. I bet. You think ten grand to hunt? Bigfoot? I think. Well, if someone's willing to try to go hunt Bigfoot, they gotta be kind of crazy in the first place. So why not charge them ten whoa, grand? You whoa. know, I'm getting a little tired of this. First of all, oh, sorry. I don't know if you noticed, but Ray, you know, Ray wasn't here for the last couple of weeks because he was out looking for Bigfoot. Yeah. So well, I, you know, I don't know what the hostility is. And you know right what? You know app. what? You know what's funny is I think I saw Devin's son while I was watching. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was looking. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying people who believe in Bigfoot are crazy. I'm saying people who are willing to go buy a tag and go hunt Bigfoot are crazy. I mean, that's that could be considered a fair argument. 
I'd buy a tag to hunt humans. Okay, moving on. <laughs> there's there's seven billion of them. You know, that's like it's, it's, it a lot. I'm just do, I'm just doing the world a favor. I, we're going to talk about that in today's episode. People getting paid to human hunt humans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, now uh, you posted this topical, Devin, because I don't want to take any credit for it. The woman left mortified after making hilarious air thirty seconds into a job interview. You know, this is COVID. This is a COVID interview. Okay. So she was sitting there and the CEO was like coming down to like interview her. He was coming down the stairs. So she got up, meet him halfway. Well, he stuck his fist out. Well, she thought that he was offering her his arm. So she just nuzzled right up to him, stuck her arm into his arm, like elbow to elbow, like they're on some fancy date. And he was just trying to give her an elbow bump. Did you uh, <laughs> did you get this story from People Magazine or was that on Sex in the City? I know. <laughs> what no. the fuck type of quality are I we just bringing it here? It's funny because she's supposed to be going for this interview and she just oh, episode twenty three. Oh, me his arm. I'm just gonna take it. Said that, it made for like a crazy. That was the time where Sarah Jessica <laughs> Parker and <laughs> Mr. Big Hugh Jackman Mr. met. Big. You know. <laughs> I never watched those, and the fact that you know who those people are shows that you did. Uh, first of all, Sarah Jessica Parker was my crush back in the day. No. Way yeah, back. She Hocus Pocus no. Way back in the Hocus Pocus ages. I'm going to pop know, open a White Claw just for you saying that. Jesus. You know what? You know what a, I, lose, I lose all credibility for you. Patrice O'Neill, who passed away many years ago, yes. RIP. Yes. But he talks about... How there's a there's a hot there's an ugly hot scale and a hot ugly scale. Oh, I saw this. And Je- Sarah Jessica Parker definitely is what you would consider a hot ugly bitch. Who was who's the unicorn? Who's the unicorn? What do you mean? That that's like, that's part of the ugly hot scale. Well, no, no, no. Like what he's saying is she's ugly, but she's hot for an ugly girl. Just right. like Uma Thurman's a hot ugly chick. Right. So the all, opposite don't would you, be. Don't you dare but, talk about. But Uma wait a minute. Then but then he puts at the end there. If they all fall into this one category, it's probably a dude. <laughs> I love Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, it's awesome. I know. Talking about hippos, there's a hippo problem going over in uh, Colombia. I don't know if you guys saw this story. Uh, I came across the, this, the Pablo? this. Yeah, this this new uh, website uh, called Oddy, and it's just dedicated to odd stories. So uh, I got I got lost in some of these. So all of my show notes are, are my topicals are from Oddy. But yeah, this this story about Pablo Escobar. So he used to. He was he was making they said seventy million dollars a day at the height of his camp of his rule in Colombia. Yeah, he's got billions. He's a power. How, how do you, you know, how do you go to jail and uh, they agree to let you build the prison you're in, <laughs> and you stay there <laughs> with nobody else but yourself? So, so how does that work? <laughs> Uh, well, it, this guy bought a bunch of hippos, and uh, when it came time and like they were getting rid of all his stuff, uh, they didn't know what to do with the hippos, so they figured they'd just die off because they're in Colombia, but they were wrong. They have multiplied in great forces, and uh, now they're destroying the environment of Colombia because Oof. they're hippos. Raging beasts. <laughs> so uh, I guess we're going to be able to go hippo hunting in Colombia here pretty soon. But you have to you have to kill them with your hands. That's that's the catch. That's the catch, dude. Hippos are no joke. They're no. like one of the leading like man killers amongst animals on the planet. I'm bringing. I mean, Devin's I think son they kill me. more people than sharks. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> your son's on my team. You know, I always see those videos where they feed them watermelons. You know, and it's like they're fucking popping a fucking pop tart. Oh yeah, and it's like 
Well, that's their problem. Now it is. When does a hippo go moo? I don't know. When? When it's learning a new language. I'm just going to let that die. (laughs) Damn it, Devin. We should have a segment just for Devin's dad jokes. Here's just a adorable little story about a uh, cat that had disappeared from the family 10 years perfect ago oh yes yeah i, I picked this just for you i appreciate that because i know you, you love cats heart. but the main reason i picked it is when you zoom in on this picture of these bitches holding this cat Hold the on cat it. does not look happy at all he's like damn it they got me again <laughs> i'm pretty sure this cat doesn't even know these people this isn't this this isn't their cat i'm guaranteeing you it's not their cat well the story goes that uh they were just they lost the cat and they just kind of like it was an outdoor cat you know and right. uh like putin the vet you know how they make him get that chip in the back of their neck or whatever right well, yeah. somebody found this cat in the field and decided to go pick it up because that's what you know humans do. They care more for cats than they do, uh, you know, homeless people. Right. But anyway, the veterinary clinic called <laughs> them up for and good said, reason. Hey, a cat isn't a- addicted to heroin. Yeah. All right. So that's yeah, just this is true. And they don't they- shit and piss everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they do if you make a mad. <laughs> How's that different than a homeless person? Yeah. Exactly. It's just smaller and more controllable. <laughs> and they just shut the fuck up. So get off there your you. fucking soapbox. Yeah. This girl looks oh, like yeah. she's like hiding was like 18 cat cats in her pants. It had the chip and it said that's who they were. And they were like, oh, it's fine. I don't remember the cat's name. It's in there. But he said he was purring and happy and blah, blah, blah. But I looked at that picture and I was just like, oh, that cat looks miserable. <laughs> the cat later jumped from the third story apartment ten, ten they were year, living in. Ten years, they said. <laughs> ten years after. He's like, can you take ten of my nine lives? <laughs> the cat's name's Cuddly. Oh, no, Cuddly no. the cat. Oh, this poor cat. Well, no wonder it was probably purring and happy. It does that for anybody. He's one of those cats that just gives out a friction. Too freely. You that's know not, what I mean? That's not Putin. Putin's very selective. Yeah. I hate dogs like that, too. I, yeah. like, a, I like a dog that uh, doesn't trust everyone. You know, like has that's to That's how my him. dog Zena is, but if you meet Zena, she don't pet her. She might bite your ass. She got she to gotta vet give you. Her, give her 15 minutes, she'll chill out. Once uh, once she's gotten the okay from the alpha, you know, that's dogs are funny that way. She, uh, my dog's great. I, I taught her not to lick, so she won't just lick you or all that. That drives me crazy, too. Speaking of licking, what about this story about uh, David Hasselhoff? Okay, great so, story? well, what story? You know, in SpongeBob the movie, right? Then Patrick and uh, SpongeBob surf into the land riding David Hasselhoff? Yes, yes, I well, do. Well, they have the scene. movie prop available for auction. Really? How much? You, you yourself can own the 14 foot David Hasselhoff snowboard, uh, not snowboard, fuck. Surfboard. Uh, surfboard. For $100,000. If I was David, I'd buy this. <laughs> oh, for sure. I think it's hilarious. And it looks kind of a lot like him. And I was like, I almost want to buy it. It does look, to, yeah. Like, I'd keep it in my pool. You see the check, oh. the, 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 the chick in the background <laughs> checking out his ass? Yeah, you see, you, see the, you see the guy in the background with his hand up his ass? She's like, yeah, that's to scale. <laughs> I wonder if the, you have to tell them. She's a Chinese. She's a Chinese spot. Of it and like put around. Like I like to body surf on my board, but I use it backwards. <laughs> Sir, this isn't a body board. <laughs> Ride the Hoff. Well, that'll keep our five German listeners happy. That uh, Hasselhoff hey, story. Yeah, maybe they'll they, tell they, their friends. They, they go together in on it. It's like und tell friends. I don't. That's nice. That's. No, I no. believe this is a shaved half too, so there's no fur on it. <laughs> she always likes taking a shit off, doesn't he? Where's the picture in the article? Yeah, there's one in there. Are we talking about the guy in the car or? <laughs> yes. Okay. The guy in uh, the car. I don't know who taught you anything. 
I don't know. Where did you go to school? Yeah, we're going to get into the JFK assassination, which... The guy in the car. The guy in the car. <laughs> I told Ray about it, and he goes, uh, the guy that got shot in the car? <laughs> was, I, was I right? <laughs> <laughs> this is known as the American crime. And there's a lot of just, there's so many irregularities about the whole Kennedy assassination. And this is what got me started off on it. Most everyone knows JFK got assassinated in, uh, in Dallas. And then uh, it got blamed on a guy named Oswald, who made three miraculous and yet impossible shots. And then as that guy was getting transported from prison, a man by the name of Jack Rubenstein shot him, killed him on the spot. They tried Jack Ruby for murder with malice. His defense was that he had gone into an epileptic seizure and had momentary amnesia. And he doesn't recall assassinating Harvey Oswald at all. Of course, they didn't buy that and they sentenced him to death. He appealed. He fires his lawyers and brings in a new psychiatrist to evaluate him. And guess who the psychiatrist is? None other than our friend Jolly West. Mr. Jolly Roger himself. Mr. Jolly West himself. Let's just call this guy like the Duke of Death. Dude, this guy comes in, right? Now, Jack Ruby, to give you an idea of this man, Jack Ruby is a well-established businessman. He ran a bunch of uh, dinner restaurants, burlesques, always open with the police, like very cooperative with the uh, Dallas Police Department. In fact, if you watched the video, because it's recorded, him shooting Oswald, if you watch the video, uh, right after he shoots him and the cops uh, grab him by the hand, he goes, wait, it's me, Jack Ruby, you know me, talking to the police officer. Jolly West goes in to examine if this man is, you know, uh, mentally unstable to be tried for murder. He uh, keeps no records of it. But what happens afterward is crazy because after Jolly West gets his hands on him, Jack Ruby starts yelling incoherently, talking about how he could smell the boiling Jewish children being cooked outside his cell, hiding under the desk, crying, mumbling, not saying anything coherent. And he remains that way till after he dies of cancer. So, I, naturally, we did an episode on Jolly West a couple, uh, was it like a month ago? Yeah, it was like three weeks ago. Yeah, maybe? a little longer than that. But we, Operation Shaver. Yeah, which yeah was, Operation Shaver. Yeah, which was our first introduction to Jolly West. Well, Jolly West pops up in the JFK assassination. So, I started doing research. I thought, ah, oh, you know, I know there's a couple conspiracy theories about JFK. I started doing research and I, it's like another, it's just like a wormhole. I've got like six pages here. I have no clue how to structure it besides the fact of just what we know about the JFK assassination versus the tie-in with Jolly West. Because Jolly West, Jolly, Jolly West being there means that there was a CIA connection yep. to the JFK assassination. For sure. If Jolly West doesn't show up there, you, you don't really have a link. But that's that's the starting point for me is why why was the CIA in their MK Ultra, which was going on well into the 70s, why, why were they influencing the guy that killed the assassinator? Is that the right term? Assassinator? The assassin. The yes, assassin. The assassinator. <laughs> assassinator sounds better. <laughs> I like it. All right. So now first we got to know a little bit about JFK. Right. Not a uh, he graduated from Harvard. 
Uh, when he ran for president, it was the very first televised debate ever in American history. No, I didn't know that. Yep. And they think that that's actually what won the election for Kennedy because he barely beat his opponent. Now, do you know who his opponent was? Richard Nixon. Tricky Dick. Oh, Tricky Dicky. Now, I didn't know this, but he had been vice president for right. eight, for eight years. After eight years vice president, it was naturally his turn to become president, right? Or run for president, at least. Right, right. And I feel like some of these politicians, they feel like they're almost sort of entitled, you know, like sort of like Al Gore, like he just thought he was going to win, if, especially if you're an incumbent vice president. So anyway, Nixon runs and he loses to Kennedy. And then two years later, he runs for governor and he loses that. And he says, I am out of politics. No more. This is 1962. Well, Tricky Dick, I don't think he was done with politics. Because if you look at what they did in 1960, one year before Kennedy becomes president, they started a special assassination group called Operation 40, which originally was just 40 members and then later expanded to 70. Have you ever heard of the Bay of Pigs? Yes. Bay of Pigs is where they tried to invade Cuba, and they it was they like a horrible it a failure. It was a big failure. Horrible yeah. failure, yeah. yeah. They tried to make it look like it wasn't U.S. doing this, like it was just some random Cubans that had united together. But, like, everyone could tell they were B-52 bombers. They were U.S. Navy ships. Like, it was, it was awful. That whole operation, Operation 40, is started a year before Kennedy becomes president, and Guess who's put in charge to run it? Richard Nixon. This was his baby. Well, what they would do is they would collect these uh, Cubans that were running away from Fidel Castro or were part of the opposition to Fidel Castro. But they needed to train them and to teach them warfare in order to have them invade Cuba properly in the Bay of Pigs. So they started up military training camps inside the U.S. Which is all... There's a great documentary called, I believe it's called Dark Legacy. Talks, this guy breaks it down so much that it's all CIA and that it was these Castro, anti-Castro terrorists is what they were pretty much training these people to do, were the ones who actually assassinated Kennedy for the CIA because Kennedy wanted to end the CIA. That goes into whoever the head of the CIA was. CIA was at that time, which was a guy named Alan Dole. And Alan Dole oversaw this over entire operation from the CIA angle. Nixon ran the political aspect of it. And Alan Dahl put in charge of training these people and financing this, George H.W. Bush. Yes, I knew you were going to say that. Papa Bush. Papa Bush. Papa Bush was in charge of running these military terrorists. They were terrorists. They taught them how to be terrorists. Like, to give yeah. you an example of what these guys would do, they would start a ship. They would They would bomb a ship coming into port and then 10 20 minutes later they had another ship that was already rigged with explosives and so people would like this one ship would blow up and everyone would swim out there to save everyone and as they were saving everyone the second ship would blow up and kill a crap ton more people that's what they were training them to do terrorist things like that you know just to cause tear within the within the cuban people uh, to prepare for the war. Another interesting person that was part of Operation 40, Ted Cruz's dad. Hmm. A lot of Texas people. That's what fascinated me about the CIA. A lot of Texas people. It was almost like Texas was like, 
if we stay in the union, we want to run the the well, secret the spy agency. Don't, don't they? Doesn't this all tie back to the Skull and Bones fraternity of Yale? Yes, there is. Have you ever heard of Skull and Bones? Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, was it uh, a Brothers Beneath Skin, I think is the motto. Yeah, Brothers Under Skin or something yeah. like that. Like super creepy. Like, Well, all those people are CIA. <laughs> yeah, all of them. It's all like the way what, to the top even. Yeah. Even GHW's dad. Prescott. Bones. Prescott Bush. Yeah, Prescott. Now, here's something interesting about the Bush family's grandpa is that he ran a bank called Union Bank that was uh, filtering money to the Nazis during World yes. War II. He answered directly to a Nazi, like big time Nazi. Yes, uh, to the uh, uh, the administ- the uh, finance administration top head of the Nazi yeah. regime. That was his boss. When we declared war in 1942 on Germany, J. Edgar Hoover seized that bank. The head of the FBI seized that bank. Years later, Bush pops up again, running uh, daily operations uh, for Operation 40. This group of trained assassins. And terrorists. Something interesting, too, is that Barnes is the operating officer underneath Bush. Now, Barnes ends up being the guy that runs the psychiatric wing of the CIA, also the MK Ultra department. Wow. Hmm. So, Bush, Barnes, Doles, Grandpa Bush mm-hmm. was the one that uh, discovered Nixon. Hmm. Yep. That's a bit of a coincidence. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It's this whole like incestuous relationship with each other. As they rise up, they bring each other up, you know, like, hey, we're running this, uh, you know, assassination uh, thing. I was wondering if you wanted just to run the boot camps. You okay with that? What was that operation called, by the way, when they were going to infiltrate Cuba that failed? Uh, Wasn't that Bay of Pigs? Yeah, but there was a there was an operation name for it when it's called Operation Zapata. Yes. Oh, I'm glad you said that. Guess what the uh, was the name of the oil company that George H. So, w. Bush Yeah, they ran. do that for a while, and then supposedly George leaves, right? And he gets financed to start his own oil company. And guess who the financer guy is? Well, he's part of the CIA, too. Uh, anyway. Who was it? I, I, can't I don't remember his name. He's a skull and bones guy. Yeah, they're all skull and bones. Yeah, it was the skull and bones that it brought the Bushes. was his best Bushes. friend's dad, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. Prescott's. He gets some money. He starts an oil company for offshore rigs just offside of Cuba. What does he name the company? Zapata. Zapata Oil. And they said Bush had a bad habit of this because in World War II, he yeah. named his plane Barbara. And when that plane got shot down, he named the second plane Barbara II. Barbara II. And then there was Barbara three. And then, and then uh, I can't remember. He was always known to like name stuff after personal. Right. So So he was very proud of Zapata. The oil company was pretty much just a, what do you call that? A front. A front. Because then he was supplying all the Cuban terrorists. The CIA was supplying all the Cuban terrorists through Zapata oil because they were able to get the ships to the platforms and the platforms to transfer the guns and all the stuff. And they were recruiting. And they were and recruiting. one of the ships just happened to be named what? Zapata. Barbara. Barbara. Which was at his wife's name, yeah. Barbara Bush. Oswald, and, and you'll see how this ties in. Oswald, the guy that killed JFK. It turned out that they discovered, what was it, like 12, 15 years later, that he was on the FBI's payroll. He was getting paid 200 a month by the FBI. He had a, a security number and clearance and all that. What they think was that Oswald was going around and finding these Cuban 
training camps. Yeah, one was like in Florida. Like one of the Cuban people, like supposedly that meets with that Ian Hunt guy, with the Hunt guy, right? Yes. The yep. Yeah, guy. She says there, there's a room of them in there, and they tell him, you know, they're pretty much going to shoot the president. She didn't want a part of it, and she left. But she said that she's seen Oswald at those camps. Yeah. And what had happened is at one of those camps in Louisiana, two days after he shows up, a FBI raid happens and they confiscate everything. So the belief is, is that Oswald was actually a spy for the FBI investigating what the the CIA CIA was doing. Is that crazy? It's Yeah, that's mind blowing because... You look at like some of the stuff he did. Uh, he spent two years in Russia, married a daughter of a KGB officer, and then comes back to Texas, becomes friends, FBI handler. This guy becomes Oswald's handler and was directing Oswald where to go. And they would meet weekly in a theater, in a Texas theater in uh, downtown Dallas. He was also the guy that happened to get Oswald the job at the book dispensary. Yes, yes, I know you're talking about. Yeah, it's like Von Wiedersch- yeah, Blitz yeah, yeah. or something like that. Guess what happened to him? When they did the Warren Commission, they interviewed him, and he said he was very pro-John F. Kennedy. He never heard him complain about John F. Kennedy, which would fit the profile of someone that worked for the FBI in that time. Because the FBI was on Kennedy's side. Yep. The CIA was not on Kennedy's side. And when Kennedy heard about the Bay of Pigs, he wanted nothing to do with that whole operation. And they did it anyway. And he would not provide the CIA any air cover for the troops that landed there. They said that's what lost it. But really, they only sent 1,500 people to attack the Cubans. Fidel Castro sent 20,000 to round them up. It was a bad operation. Should never have happened. And it was heard that Kennedy said that he was going to crush the CIA up into a thousand pieces and disperse them amongst the wind because he was so upset about it. Lyndon B. Johnson, Richard Nixon, Gerald Ford, Bush Sr., Alan Dulles, all these people are skull and bones. And if Kennedy wants to destroy their entire operation, I mean, to me, it makes sense. I don't know what it makes if it sounds to you guys, but to me, it makes sense that the CIA would want Kennedy dead. Oh, yeah. Well, especially because he's taking away their power and all those that's all those dudes wanted, man. Control all about power. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. He wanted to end the mil- military industrial complex too. Uh, Kennedy did. He wanted to de-arm the world. And they but were making less, money. a lot of money. Piss off. Well, you think about those oil companies in down there. You know, they were making a lot of money because of these little wars we were running around mm-hmm. doing. And if you were to eliminate war, you were to eliminate the profits of that industry for sure. A couple interesting notes from when Kennedy got assassinated. Right before the assassination, somebody has an epileptic seizure. And it diverts some of the cops that are on security protocol for Kennedy to go take care of that situation. Now, there is multiple witnesses that said that there were four shots. And if you watch the video, have you seen the video? The Zaputa film? Yeah. I haven't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at it right now. Look up the Zaputa film. And clearly, when he gets shot, that last shot that like does him in, it's totally from the front. So there's a shot there, and another shot misses, another shot hits, there's the last shot. Take a look at the last shot. Does that look like he got shot from the back? It's the first shot that goes through the back of his neck, through his throat, right? Another shot misses, another shot comes in. I was in the front. I was in the front. That's in the front. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Go back. Go back to that step, that last shot. That looks like it's in the front because it blows his head back. Yeah, exactly. 
God damn, his head split open. And according to where Oswald was, Oswald was behind him all was the whole time. Behind him. Now, right. now when they they immediately took him to the Dallas people, right? Uh, the Dallas hospital, and the doctors examined him there. And you watch the press secretary, and he says, uh, you know, the press secretary for the president. And uh, they're asking him, well, did he die? And he's like, yeah. He's got a headache. He's like, yeah, the <laughs> bullet went through his brain. And he's like, I don't know any of the technical terms. He had just gotten done talking with the doctor. But what he says is, and he does this hand gesture, the president got shot through the brain or through the head. Now, there is a belief that the bodies were. Okay, no, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So JFK gets shot. The official report by the government is that three bullets were fired. One bullet went through Kennedy's throat and hit Connolly which was the guy sitting in front of him. The next bullet missed. And then the third bullet went from the back of his head and, uh, and shot. And that, that was the death. The doctors that examined him uh, in the Dallas uh, hospital all said that the open wound was here in the back of their four, in the back of his head on the right hand side. Yeah. Every single Every single doctor that examined him. And then the person that loaded Kennedy's body into the bronze casket to be taken back to D.C. said the exact same thing. When Kennedy's body shows up to be uh, to have an autopsy done in D.C. by a man, by a doctor who's never done an autopsy before in his medical career. Dealt with gunshots. Yeah, that dealt with gunshots. Examined him. They took a pre-op photo. And on the photo, on the top right-hand corner of JFK's head, there's a clear incision mark in a triangle, exactly where the press secretary said Kennedy had gotten shot. Now, the witnesses that were on the grassy knoll, all of them testified that there were shooters on the grassy knoll. The shot came from behind them. Came from behind them onto Kennedy. That's what they said. Now, there's an interesting note about how 103 of the people that were there mysteriously died under strange circumstances. In fact, the only one left alive was uh, uh, there's a photo of a father and his wife holding their two kids down. That was the only guy that uh, didn't mysteriously die. And he said the shot came from behind him. That's why they had the kids' heads down and were looking that way. Now, the official story of the Warren Commission, and you, you hear me say that a lot, Ray, the Warren Commission. You know what I'm talking about when I say that? Um, I, it, there's a report. Is that what you're talking yes. about? Yes. Yep. Yeah. The Warren Commission did a report on the official story of what happened to JFK. In that report, they said that Oswald, after shooting JFK, left the depository, went home, then left his house again and was pulled over by a guy named Officer Tippett, who said that Oswald had fit the description of the assassin. Now, what's interesting is the only eyewitness came from the bottom of the depository story or uh, building. And he said that he was a white male, 5'10", black hair, gave a full description. There's no way. There's no way you could have told, figured out how tall the guy was. Also, wasn't it like it was really weird because of uh, the lack of security? The Secret Service was not. The Secret uh, Service was ordered not to uh, ride alongside JFK? Yeah, not to run alongside the car. They were told not to sweep all the buildings because normally the president's, like, no windows are allowed to be open on on the path of the president's car. The president's car is going to go less than 40 miles an hour. 
You have to have people there. They're surrounded by security, uh, secret service guys. Correct. No, none one. of that happened. None like, of them. Who has the power to call off that kind of level of security? And you know, what about Kenny? Shouldn't he freaking been paying attention? Like, hey, where's my guys at? Well, you know, so yeah, kind of blame mean, him a little bit. He he was a little careless. <laughs> a little bit. Fucking I mean, Kennedy. Try to Sloppy take down the Kennedy. CIA and you're not well, there, I mean, this you know, was a guy banging so. Marilyn Manson. So yeah, the guy was known to be a little careless, I guess. That's true. But what's interesting is that when he is a pro- when Oswald is approached by this officer, he shoots this guy three times and then proceeds to go to the movie theater where he is apprehended by Dallas police. Have you, have you heard the story about how he killed an officer before he got arrested? Yes, I've heard that. Have you seen a picture of what this officer looks like? No. You should you should Google image it. Let me guess. He doesn't look like a police officer at he, all? He looks just like JFK. Really? There's a belief that in order to affirm the official report, they swapped bodies with Tippett and JFK. And the reason why Tippett was only shot three times was because they wanted to emulate JFK's head to how the assassination would have looked from a book depository sixth floor hmm. uh, i've never heard this yeah this angle. Is, yes it's very interesting it's like it's a whole nother wormhole you can go down but oh my god but it's but it's it's very interesting as if it was pre-planned you know it wasn't the act of a single shooter as if they okay, what about the like i see the picture of this dude like am i supposed to look up his post killing well no they don't have it they don't have it but the belief is is that both of those bodies would have been in the uh in the dallas hospital at the same time and during that process when they were trying to find oswald who was an fbi informant informing against the cia i mean wouldn't it make sense to just take out two birds with one stone get the president assassinated and then have the fbi guy take the fall for it i mean i don't know if that's not a power move <laughs> yeah i don't know what else is right but wouldn't wouldn't lee harvey like you know it wasn't like they arrested him and then jack ruby killed him like two minutes after they arrested him i mean he had time to tell him like hey man i didn't do it he did he did there's he did interviews yeah there's interviews really? yes you look at the interviews he's like i didn't do it i didn't kill anybody that's what he kept saying i didn't kill anybody i didn't and, and he's like i haven't gotten due process he was all bitching about that and then when they go to transfer him two days later jack ruby's there who's got ties to the cia he's got ties to barnes well not just that wasn't he like ties to nixon as well yeah, and Nixon. Yeah, and Nixon. Ah, I forgot all about that. Good catch. He had ties to Nixon as well. At the same time, MK Ultra is conducting a, uh, a a study to see if they can produce psychosis without the patient being knowledgeable of it. Classic case study of MK Ultra. Right. And after Ruby is sentenced to death, and he goes to his appeal, who shows up to practice on him? Jolly. Jolly West. Mm-hmm. Sound, it sounds like a field experiment yeah. for MK Ultra. Yeah, that was successful because mm-hmm. he's never the same again. Right. Interesting. Anyway, that's my take on the JFK assassination. It's I just watched that video again. They say that his when he was shot that his head goes forward. It goes back. It's like newspeak, bro. It's it's like they're just like this is what you're seeing. This is what you're seeing. Oh, one interesting side note. That Warren Commission, you know how I kept bringing it up? Mm. Guess who was in charge of the Warren Commission? <laughs> Nixon. Alan Dole, the head of the CIA, who a year prior, JFK had fired 
because of his operation and handling of Bay of Pigs. A year later, he's in charge of running the Warren Commission to see if JFK was assassinated by a group or by a lone wolf. Interesting. Yeah, definitely check out that documentary, Dark Dark Legacy. I just like Googled it to for me to watch it because if you if you try to search it on YouTube, you won't find it or like you. It's really hard to find. I just did it on the regular Google search and said, you know, videos dark legacy i was able to watch it and i man is that damning evidence for the bushes you know you think about as history goes on right everyone that's involved in that later nixon becomes president gerald ford becomes president pardons nixon Uh, now here's an interesting thing i think reagan gets elected right reagan gets elected and his first term he has no one from the cia working in his department and then what happens to Reagan? He did, he did get assassinated or well, attempted. Someone tried to assassinate Reagan. More than once. Who becomes his vice president in the next term? Hmm. George H.W. Bush. I think it was a threat to Reagan saying, we'll kill you like we did Kennedy unless you play ball with us. And sure enough, you had all those failed operations afterwards. Do you think the CIA still has as much pull and power as they do back then? I think so. Seems like, man, the set, like the 60s, 70s, 80s, CIA yeah. was a monster. I think they still kind of are. Just not, I don't think it's as visual. Well, and like they said about those secret societies, like the whole the whole thing they teach is that you can only trust people that are close personal you know like you like all these all these rituals they did and all these crazy fucked up things they do in college you know those are like their bonding right so like Mm -hmm. you can't leave that you know otherwise we'll destroy you but if you stay in and you help each other out and you know one guy becomes a lawyer one guy becomes a politician one guy becomes the head of the cia you guys help each other out then you can build the society and, you know, really you end up being ruled by a secret society, you know, which. That, well, that's I, that's my belief now what, what's happening now. But and just in government in general, I just feel like, you know, everyone likes to think that you join, you know, you get to that point and you want to be ethical and everyone's down to do the right thing. And I feel like it's all kind of bullshit. You know, secret societies run shit. Uh, I was going to say, we didn't ever talk about the freaking CIA dude that led the squad. Ed, uh, that was that guy's name. Oh, he the, was the same guy that got busted doing Watergate for Nixon. After Kennedy's assassinated, that same day, three hobos are picked up and arrested. And uh, and there's a picture of it. You, and I have that on the show notes, a picture of these three guys. Okay. And if you look at these three guys, the guy in the very back is the same guy who got arrested for breaking into Watergate under Nixon's administration. And he was a CIA guy. Yeah, he was a CIA um He was known assassin. as a CIA assassin. If yeah, I remember he was a right. CIA assassin. And when he was arrested, he threatened Nixon and told him that he had better pay him $2 million and get him the hell out of this country. Otherwise, he would tell him. I don't remember what he used to say it, though. The Bay of Pigs situation is what Nixon referred to it as. And so Nixon had, it was the guy who ran the bank for Prescott. One of those. Paid him the two million. Paid him the two million. To stay hush. (laughs) And anytime anybody ever asked Nixon, that, that dude in question we're talking about, I can't remember his name. 
and uh, George Bush, what they were doing, you know, where they were in Dallas or what was going on. None of them give the same answer twice. They can't answer the question. The only three people in the world that didn't know what they were doing the day. That'd be like asking you, what were you doing when uh, September 11th happened? Right. Everyone knows what they were doing, which also happened under the bushes. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Wow. We're going to talk about that one day. (laughs) I don't know about that one. I mean, at this point, you find it hard to put the CIA past anything. <laughs> like a thermite paint. <laughs> Wasn't his name E.F. Hunt? I want to Hunt. I name. think you're right. Yeah, there's a picture of all of those assassins. Yeah, but he was in Dallas. Yes. In no, well, and here's another he thing. There. George H.W. Bush called the FBI the day of his assassination. That's and, right. And say. said that he thought he knew who may have done it, and he gave him some fake name in Houston. Mm-hmm. Texas. And yet he doesn't recall what he was doing on the day yeah. JFK was assassinated. But they have a rec- an actual call that's recorded to the FBI of him giving the, uh, a hint as to who it was. And to know their malice they had for the FBI, and George H.W. would have been, what, in his late 20s at that time? Oh, yeah. He was a young guy. Yeah. He was getting brownie points. That's what he was doing. Before we end, I want to play this speech by JFK. It's uh, it's five minutes long. It's given a week before he's assassinated. It's a fabulous speech. When I watched this, I was like, man, I didn't realize how awesome of a dude he really was. Ladies and gentlemen... The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, There is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, 
and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program, for from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. For I have complete confidence in the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. I not only could not stifle controversy among your readers, I welcome it. This administration intends to be candid about its errors. For as a wise man once said, an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. We intend to accept full responsibility for our errors, and we expect you to point them out when we miss them. Without debate, without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed, and no republic can survive. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Sola decreed a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment, the only business in America specifically protected by the Constitution, not primarily to amuse and entertain, not to emphasize the trivial and the sentimental, not to simply give the public what it wants, but to inform, to arouse, to reflect, to state our dangers and our opportunities, to indicate our crises and our choices, to lead, mold, educate, and sometimes even anger public opinion. This means greater coverage and analysis of international news, for it is no longer far away and foreign, but close at hand and local. It means greater attention to improved understanding of the news as well as improved transmission. And it means, finally, that government at all levels must meet its obligation to provide you with the fullest possible information outside the narrowest limits of national security. And so it is to the printing press, to the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. And that is the story of the JFK assassination. Interesting. What do you guys think? And we didn't even touch up on the other theories. I mean, it's just... Oh, man. This uh, is... Yeah, this to so me many, but is, I really believe it was CIA. Yeah, this to me makes the most sense. Just, I don't know if because I'm, I'm on a CIA kick right now, well, but... Con- there's a lot of connections. I mean, connection after connection. Yeah. When you do, like, the Bush <laughs> thing and you, like... The degrees of connections to Prescott Bush. It's yes. Like first degree, first degree, first degree, second degree, third degree. It's crazy. All these so Grandpa Bush. Well, and you listen to that speech, and I feel like Kennedy knew that who he was fighting was the CIA. And he was very pissed off about it, that these guys were operating under the cover of night. No responsibility. 
yeah. and then they were trying to get into political office yeah. to oh, expand well, that, their agenda. Know, yeah, they're just doing what they want. No, no regulation, no presidential control. Just you know, and that's why he had his brother as attorney general because that was probably the only guy he could trust. All those other what guys turned, were. Yeah, what turned a lot of people on to um, the CIA doing it was uh, was Her Hoover who released in a memo that George Bush was in charge of like the CIA or was a CIA operative back in the early sixties. And it was buried in a bunch of other paperwork and people found it. It was like her Hoover knew. So then why did he let it happen? That's my other question. Like if he was a FBI mole, like why didn't they step in sooner? I mean, did they not think they would really go through with it or they just weren't prepared? Well, it's interesting because the head of the CIA and, and the head of the FBI meet the day after Kennedy's assassinated. And it's not discussed what's held in that meeting. But to me, that sounds like a mob boss meeting, right? Like someone made a boo-boo, did <laughs> overstep their bounds, and now we got to sit down and have a talk. I feel like that's sort of what happened was like the CIA was getting power hungry and they were starting all these coups in other countries. And then they had this elite assassination squad that go around killing people and they used it on a president and they were like, no, that's <laughs> well, we won't tell anyone you did this, but you can never do it again. Typical, <laughs> typical CIA deal. No, that's interesting. It is interesting. I think you're right. Leaning that, that route. I mean, well, I've, I've read some of the other ones, but other theories, you know, with, um, Hoffa. Oh yeah. But, yeah. You know, well, I had always grown up hearing the theory that, uh, the mob got JFK elected in Chicago right. and in Florida. Yep. And then uh, he brought his brother in as attorney general to break up the mobs. Right. And, and attack the unions. And, yeah. And they got pissed off because they felt betrayed because they had helped him get elected over Nixon. And, and they went after Hoffa. Well, no, the uh, Rob Kennedy went after Hoffa. Right. And Hoffa's obviously his ties with the mob for running the Teamsters. And that's where they think the mob set up that whole thing. Well, I heard that about Ruby, too. Like, Ruby had some small mob ties, and he was already dying of cancer. And I heard that the mob had made the deal with him. Like, listen, you're dying of cancer. You know, we don't want Oswald to snitch on us, you know, because we hired him to assassinate Kennedy. And so why don't you just shoot him? You know, you're going to die in prison before you get executed anyway. And it will take care of your family for the rest of your life. We didn't talk about the babushka lady. I don't even know what the babushka... You didn't even well, know... Well, there's like babushka lady. There's an umbrella man that was there. There's like a time traveler. <laughs> <laughs> I do love those time traveling things. That <laughs> makes me laugh. Oh, the babushka lady this is the... This is what it says, is that she may have photographed the events um, that occurred during that day. Well, that's a boot of footage of Kennedy getting his head blown off. That was just by a homeowner that had gotten a new camera and was uh, recording it from that area, which I mean... He did have a lot of enemies, too. It takes a lot of mustard to take out a president, though. My whole thing was, like, the reason I think it's CIA-related is because of the lack of security, lack of s Secret Service. Like, if it was a mob hit, like, you know, the Secret Service, I don't think, would have had their hands tied as much by someone no. in power. No, but you get someone that's loyal to taking orders or just, you know, not even loyal. You know, they're just taking an order, like, don't do this. You know, Yeah, and we're not going to do it here. And Lyndon Johnson was from Texas. That was his home state, the vice yeah. president to Kennedy, the guy they got sworn into office after Kennedy gets assassinated. Texas is his home home turf, and he's friends with all those guys. Some dirty stuff. 
JFK. Dirty stuff. JFK is a true hero, I think. Next week is going to be Operation Hummingbird. Ooh. What's that? Is that like a ZJ or a VJ? It's another CIA one. I don't want to say too much because it kind of... Well, give us a tease, goddammit. What's it about? Give us a little It's about tease. media control. Hummingbird? Yeah. See you later, Phantoms. Have a good night, Phantoms. Since he's not here, you know, trying out for five foot three jockey status. You know what? He's at a uh, at a hike convention in Littleton, Colorado. Littleton. <laughs> <laughs> he's out there playing uh, playing that. Uh, what'd you guys call that last time? That uh, baseball, vintage baseball, vintage no gloves. I can't believe you've never heard of vintage baseball. I never had heard of it either. Well, I mean. I mean, it sounds like old baseball. It's like sounds like it. something bougie kids would do to pass. The it would time. sound something like this is the only sport they're going to ever let us play, so let's go play this. <laughs> oh, guys, <laughs> we didn't do Doctor Dave. That's fine. No, nope. oh, just do. It. We're going to do it. Edit yeah. it. And yeah, put it in the middle. Yep, I'll do it. All right, so uh, get your Google image search out. <laughs> oh yes, get it out. Come on, Ray. Look, I'm not fucking. <laughs> you got to get this. your Google. This is yeah, all. Part, yeah, come on. This is all for the show, man. Yeah. Google image search. I don't get of, paid. I don't get paid. <laughs> I don't get. All right, here we go. Doctor Dave, Doctor Dave's image search of the week. Doctor Dave. I'm not a doctor. Pediculosis pubis. No. P e d i c u l o s i s. P-U-B-I-S. Pediculosis pubis. Dr. Dave, Dr. Dave's image search of the week. Dr. Dave. I'm not a doctor. Come on, look I'm it not, up. I'm not looking it up. I already know what it probably is. It has pubis in it. <laughs> it's totally. So this is fucking stupid. I got it. Crab lot. It's crabs. <laughs> He's disgusting. What a dumb, what a dumb show. <laughs> Probably my last week on. <laughs> no, you say that every time. I know. I, I you know, and I took two weeks off because I couldn't take the bullshit. And I won't you know even. Put, is, I won't even put that in my search history now. You know, I've never had it. crabs to be honest. And uh, looks like a beach. You know, <laughs> little seaweed there. I'm like, oh, there's a crab right there. It's I'm so I'm surprised with all your uh, prancing around the woods. You know, <laughs> hun- hunting for fun. hunting for deer and <laughs> other like creatures <laughs> that you haven't picked up a set of us playing the saxophone. <laughs> Isn't it just the type of lot like a lice or something like that or what? Yeah, crabs that's are, all crabs are. are. I heard uh, I heard lighter fluid kills them. You, yeah, you just pour lighter <laughs> fluid all over you. Kills you too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember shame. that uh, Jackass episode where they were doing a skit about, uh, I forget, what was the one guy's name, but he had to dress up like a terrorist, and so they gave him like a fake beard oh, stuff. Yeah, well, but they, they had their pubes, yeah, they, they all the pubes to his face, yeah. and he's all talking and laughing, everybody's laughing at him, and he thinks it's because they're laughing at his jokes, it's not because you put their pubes on your face. <laughs> yes. And Steve-O had like serious crabs. And oh, it, did he? At the yeah, time? so he had fucking like fucking Steve-O's crab pubes stuck glued to his lip. Didn't someone shave some of their ass hair off too <laughs> yes, and put it yes, on? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that poor guy. He was so mad. He dude. was, yeah, yeah. The, because the taxi driver started beating the crap out of him. He's like, no, yeah. it's a joke, man. It's a joke. He's like, fuck <laughs> you, get out of my cab. I wonder if you actually do shave, like, you know, like, you know, girls get their little Brazilian. Yeah. Do you still get crabs or do they move on? They're just like, yeah, no trees here. 
That's an interesting question. Maybe they, they burrow. I don't know. That'd be a question for Dr. Dave. If he's ever had met someone with crabs. He's not even a doctor. <laughs> I know. He, he, that's his disclaimer in there. Yeah, that, we got a disclaimer in there. It's good. Can you get crabs with no hair? I, if you look on there. It is possible, there, but rare. They have some on uh, on their eyelashes, like on their eyes. Bunch of crabs, like infestation oh, on the eyelashes. That is gross. I don't need that. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think we wrap it up. <laughs> Aren't Italians known for eating seafood? I mean, that's their thing. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> if you put your ear close to it, you can hear the ocean. Yeah. Like, my, one of my favorite dishes is a good old uh, boule bays. Or, like, uh, what do you call that? Uh, uh, fruit de mer. Fruit, fruit, fruit of the mer. sea, dude. Just in tomato sauce. It's legit. I don't, I don't do seafood, so I don't know. Wow. He doesn't, he doesn't do uh, tomatoes this. either, unless it's a red sauce. I'm pretty sure we established I'm Chinese, uh, Devin. He I, don't, I don't like Chinese food either, though, so. <laughs> what do you eat? Pizza. Fucking macaroni and cheese. Pizza and mac and cheese. Chicken nuggets in the shape of dinosaurs. You, so you eat like a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> Hot dogs uh, with the skin fingers, off them. Oh, speaking of which, we got a new Facebook group uh, that everyone needs to follow. Oh, yes. Hot dog and their, what is it? Threatening Aurora. Yes. It's awesome. There's so much crazy it's stuff on there. I love the comments. I, I like just reading through the comments. Everybody's with their witty, glizzy, glizzy, <laughs> glizzy comments. Listen to that glizzy life. I feel like you're missing out, especially on like some good insight Liz jokes in the future. Well, I'll add him to the group because the Lord knows he fucking won't look for it. No. All right, guys. Have a good night. Adios. All right. Good night, bud. I hate the Dr. Dave. I hate it. <laughs> hey, society. Tito here. For those of you with a curious mind and those of you who like the show, follow us on our Facebook page, Phantom Fact Society where we post bizarre and unsolved stories. Feel free to post stories you find interesting, and maybe we'll cover them on next Friday's show. Peace out, Phantoms. I don't know what that means.